John Kelly's job is gone. Trolling runs in the blood of the Conway family. William Barr is loved and hated, and Rex Tillerson is definitely hated. It's the Jay Doherty Podcast, episode number 51. And now, broadcasting live from downtown Chicago, here's your host, Jay Doherty. Hello, everyone. It is Saturday, December 8th, 2018. Now, there's been a lot of news happening lately. We're going to talk about uh, John Kelly. We're talking about Kellyanne Conway. There's a lot of people that are leaving, coming in, and talking and bringing new news into the spectrum of politics. It's all coming up next on this episode of the podcast. You know, I was looking uh, the other day, or actually, yeah, yesterday, um at some of the policies that Trump has implemented as President of the United States. And philosophically, Trump has actually governed exactly the way as his voters, presumably as, I mean collectively and presumably, would have wanted him to govern. But that style of government um, accompanies the very... um, stupid things that he constantly says on a regular basis. And because it's easier to look at what Trump says and does that are stupid, people kind of perceive him to be an idiot because he says things that are like that an idiot would say. And that's that's where the dislike, the di- the, the true dislike of Trump comes from. So, that's just my little thing to start off the day. Normally, I start with things like, but that was kind of a heavy, very broad thing about Trump's political philosophy, and I have to say that because uh, recently, I feel like I've been talking uh, pretty left uh, in terms of, like, you know, political viewpoints, and I feel like I need to balance it out because if you don't know, I I I don't know if I've been saying this very recently, but I am pretty, I'm in the middle. That's why I consider myself to be an independent political person. And I don't, I mean, right now, at the moment, I probably lean more to the left than I do to the right. But I respect all logical arguments from both sides. <laughs> so that's my kind of position on it at the moment. But we're going to be talking about uh, John Kelly. He just left. Who might replace him? Maybe my prediction will come true. Nick Ayers will eventually replace John Kelly. We'll see what happens.
President Trump announced that his chief of staff, Mr. John Kelly, uh, who has been serving as the chief of staff uh, for over or around a year and a half, will be leaving by the end of the year. And considering there are less than 30 or less than 25 days left until the end of the year, he will be out of there pretty soon. Trump has yet to announce a replacement for John Kelly. My prediction is that he may uh, pick the guy that I've been saying, or not, I mean, I've, I've said in the past. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm talking about my prediction about who will replace John Kelly, why someone will replace John Kelly, and why he's actually leaving, um, because he seems to be the only person that has truthfully helped Trump kind of calm himself down, and we see very little of him, at least within the public eye, uh, in terms of policy. We'll also go on to talk about uh, Kellyanne Conway, his hu- or her husband, uh, started trolling Donald Trump in a reply to a tweet. It's kind of interesting to get uh, to see that her husband weighs in on things now. Um, and then, so, if you haven't seen the, um, kind of crazy tweet that Trump, uh, tweeted out against Rex Tillerson for no apparent reason, he started attacking him, um, and praised Mike Pompeo and then said some really mean things about Mr. Tillerson for no apparent reason, and, um, pretty much all the things that he said about Mr. Tillerson were irrelevant to current governing, which was kind of interesting, um, so that's kind of interesting, and then we're going to look at a very interesting report, um, about, there's actually a video that was put out, um, uh, with Don Lemon on CNN and Chris Cuomo, I saw this the other day, they were fighting with each other, or, well, I mean, you know, they get into arguments when they're transitioning over their show, and, you know, I, I saw this in my trending, um, page on YouTube, and they talk about, they talk to each other in a very, like, an argumentative sense about the, what they think should be acknowledgement or lack of acknowledgement between Donald Trump and Barack Obama at George H.W. Bush's funeral. Now, what was interesting is that all of the presidents, the past presidents and current president, were lined up, and their wives were lined up in the front of the cathedral on the left at George H.W. Bush's funeral went Donald Trump, Melania Trump, Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, um, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, uh, Jimmy Carter, and his wife. Uh, I can't remember her name. I believe it's um, Anne, I believe. Let me see who, what, sorry, I, I don't know why I don't know this. This should be in my show notes. Oh, her name is Rosalind, uh, uh, Rosalind Carter. I apologize. So, yes, it was, um, the, all the presidents and, th- who are alive and their, um, uh, first ladies that were sitting next to, uh, them, and they shook, every single one of them shook each other's hand, except for Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, but, anyway, the, the big, the big thing that people were looking for were to see how the interaction would be between Donald Trump and Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, and they both, like, very short, about seven-second interaction said good morning to both of them, and kind of left them alone for the rest of the thing. Now, you have to remember, though, that Donald Trump 
tweeted out a picture with him, with Barack Obama, and many of his friends and colleagues behind bars talking about Russian interference. He's repeatedly doubted that President Obama was born in this country. He, over the years, has said tons of bad things about Barack Obama. In the twenty, in 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 the past, during the debates with Mitt Romney and Donald, um, with eh, excuse me, in the past between, in the debates between Barack Obama and Mitt Romney, he would uh, frequently attack Obama on how bad his debate style was. Which, in my opinion, and even some conservatives' opinions, he kind of destroyed Romney in many of the debates, especially ones that Trump attacked him on, and. There was an argument, I believe it was last night, on Don Lemon's show where they talked about how Obama thinks that he should have greeted Trump and then he even brought in a person, a person that works on his staff to talk about it. Let's take a look. So the Obamas, what did you see that you want people to be reminded of? I want to say that I don't think I would shake hands with him. I don't know, I would just... Nope, couldn't do it. I'm not that big a person. I would hope that I would be, but I don't, uh, I can't fake the funk, as they say. I'm not saying the Obamas did that, but there, there they go, right there. Oh, I don't think it's about faking the funk. I yeah. think it's about showing respect for something bigger than them. Uh, Why the would they do it when he doesn't? But I understand oh, what you're come saying. On. That's not the measure. No, that's not, but they can, they can, they show, what are you talking about, Chris? They showed respect for the office. Yes. The way they conducted themselves yes. in office. No scandal. There yes. was no trash. There was no affair. There was no, Amen. They showed the ultimate respect for the office. They do not have to show respect for someone who does not respect them. Someone who tweets out pictures of them behind bars of the president's bar. You don't have to show respect for, for that kind of person. Here, let me show you what I would have done. You don't have to. Well, let me show you, I want to show you something. You let me show you what to. I would have done. Okay, come here. Come here, Go Dom. Ahead. Come here, Dom. Oh, You're petty and small. I'm not petty and small. That's real, brother. That's real. And, and, and real it petty shows and you small. this is not. Nope, it's not. Okay, so the the thing that was that was a guy that works on his staff, and he kind of. Well, I'll embed the video, but he just nodded at him and then turned away. And you did petty. Why should I have to show you respect? I'm at all? sending you a poem. You're not showing me. A re you're not showing me respect. I, I don't I'm going to recite poems. I'm going to recite I'm talking poem about to you. reality. Yeah, I know, but you know what? Poetry is reality. You know, there's a beauty to okay, life. Okay, so then it kind of goes into this and angry in the stuff and with mindset and all that garbage. But he continues on and talks about, and I thought it was kind of interesting that two colleagues that both kind of represent very liberal uh, things disagreed on whether or not you should show respect to the person who is sitting in the chair uh, in the Oval Office at the desk. So I think that was kind of interesting. Uh, certainly something that, um, I'd, I'd, like, I mean, it's kind of like more of an analysis. I'm not, not anything that will be new, but it's it's certainly something that is... Kind of interesting to see the two colleagues at such a liberal focus news network that it's become or forced to become uh, now kind of uh, talk and debate in that style. But let's get to the main news of the podcast. Uh, sorry for that long pause. Um, I'm looking at the chat room here. We have 27 people in the uh, watching or listening live right now, so that's kind of cool. Um, you can listen live at j-story.com. Uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and talk about one Mr. John Kelly. Donald Trump just officially confirmed after a lot of speculation from external sources that Mr. John Kelly will be leaving. 
and this was actually confirmed this morning. Uh, at about uh, let's see here, it was it was gonna yeah it was confirmed this morning uh, at about eleven twenty eight uh, or ten twenty eight a.m. Uh, Pacific time, eleven twenty eight Mountain time, you know, all the time. So it was morning and afternoon, depending on where you're watching it from. But uh, Trump, in front of the White House, addressed reporters and said that John Kelly will be leaving his job at the White as the White House Chief of Staff. John Kelly will be leaving, but I don't know if I can say retiring, but he's a great guy. Uh, John Kelly will be leaving uh, at the end of the year. We'll be announcing who will be taking John's place. It might be on an interim basis. I'll be announcing that over the next day or two, but John will be leaving at the end of the year. He's been with me almost two years now, as you know, between the two positions. So uh, we're probably going to see him in a little while. But John Kelly, ready? Are you ready? So John Kelly will be leaving toward the end of the year, at the end of the year. And I appreciate his service very much. All right, so then he goes on and kind of uh, walks away, dodges some questions. Uh, and that was when he was getting on, uh, before he was about to get on Marine One. Uh, and uh, just a time correction there, it was actually uh, 12.28 p.m. Standard, Central Standard Time where I'm broadcasting. So about two hours ago, that, that uh, address happened f- from the president to the press um, so, I, Nick Ayers, my prediction, I think he'll, um, uh, replace Mr. Kelly, he's actually Vice President, uh, Mike Pence's Chief of Staff, so I'm certain that he is a potential candidate, Trump said that there could be an interim replacement, uh, so that might be interesting to see the contenders for that, we'll take a look, uh, and maybe in the future see who will actually replace him, but, uh, as of now, Trump, uh, J- Kelly still has the job, He's not out yet. It's not clear whether or not uh, Trump asked him to leave or he wanted to leave. It seemed like, um, as from the two quotes that I heard, he said John Kelly's a great guy and he appreciates his service, uh, in another quote, um, that he seemed to like him, I'm, but, you know, maybe it's time for a change or maybe Kelly just got sick of the job, which I could totally understand. It's a hard job and probably pretty annoying to work with a man like Donald Trump. Uh, so, John Kelly also, um, normally he goes around with Trump everywhere he goes, he's the chief of staff, but he did not travel with the president to Kansas City yesterday, and people were very, um, curious about that, but also, um, he was, John Kelly was reportedly interviewed by Robert Mueller's team in recent months, and that was from sources from, uh, a couple of other media companies that confirmed that to another media company, and that was, the whole chain of sources, and, and it kind of went down and on and on and on and on and on, um, but Kelly actually was kind of the, um, the, he put everyone back on track, at least from what I saw. That was what he was really there for. Um, not to, per se, be the chief of staff and boss everyone around, make sure everyone's there, uh, as the title kind of uh, assumes, but he was more of a um, person who would take a look at what was happening, at least from what I saw, and see, okay, Trump, you're going this way, you're going that way. He's kind of like a babysitter for Trump, in my opinion. He would and say, okay, you're getting way too far into this, you're getting way too far into that, let's focus on the job which is governing the country, not continuously making stupid arguments and stupid saying stupid things about people that are irrelevant. 
Speaking of which, <laughs> Trump uh, yesterday uh, tweeted out uh, saying, and I'm not kidding you, I was I thought this was fake when I first saw it, um, but he literally tweeted out yesterday, and I'm quoting this directly from the tweet, at 2.02 p.m. on December 7th, 2018, he said, Mike Pompeo is doing a great job. I'm very proud of him. His predecessor, Rex Tillerson, didn't have the mental capacity needed. He was dumb as a rock, and I couldn't get rid of him fast enough. He was lazy as hell. Now it is a whole new ball game. Ball game. Great spirit at state. So, two questions for you, Trump. Why the heck would you ever say that? And number two, if he was so lazy and so dumb, why would you hire him in the first place to be your Secretary of State? And then in addition, this is just a factual statement, how does Rex Tillerson have anything to do with what you or how you are governing as the President of the United States? How does that have any relevance whatsoever to what you are doing as the President of the United States? And by the way, um, Donald Trump is, uh, or Rex Tillerson was the former Secretary of State, uh, now Mike Pompeo, of course, has the job, um, but, you know, it is really interesting, um, another person who he fired, or, well, who else, who left the White House yet, uh, recently was Nikki Haley, um, Trump recently announced, uh, Heather Nort as, uh, his choice to receive, or succeed, her as, and she, of course, was the UN ambassador from the United States, so, um, that's kind of interesting, but why the heck would Trump say that, that's my question, that, that's certainly my question, um, uh, speaking of people also who are leaving and coming, uh, you know, William Barr, who, um, is on the stand to be attorney general, uh, the liberals and the left, the people on the left hate him, the conservatives and the people on the right love him. Oh, sorry for the voice crack there. Uh, Chuck Grassley, who you may know from that uh, crazy uh, Senate debate and argument, said that William Barr is, quote, more than well qualified to be the attorney general. He said, I look forward to, uh, to working with President Chairman Graham to move forward uh, with the former attorney general Barr's nomination into the next Congress. Now, uh, of course, he's referring to Lindsey Graham. Those two work together uh, very well, or at least historically they have worked together on many things that seem to have succeeded. So that's kind of interesting. And, you know, this is facing a lot of controversy, this Barr nomination. Um, for example, uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, said that, well, well, Mr. Grassley said that, oh, he's a great position, um, Nancy Pelosi said that his pick is deeply concerning. She actually released a, uh, formal statement from her office that, uh, quoted as saying, Barr has spent the past two years auditioning for this job by stoking partisan attacks on our nation's law enforcement community. This uh, goes on to say that this nomination is the latest in the president's pattern of installing partisan hacks in the highest reaches of our government who will happily do his bidding. Uh, she also said, um, the American people accept assurances that this nominee will ensure that justice is pursued, the rule of law is respected, and the Mueller investigation will continue unhindered by the president or his cronies. So, 
that is actually an official statement from her office. We'll have that embedded on uh, my website, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, the, the, the statement that she released that it was so formal was interesting. If we go back and forth, we see that, of course, Nancy Pelosi was very liberal. Trump, on the other hand, uh, said that he deserves overwhelming bipartisan uh, support from both sides. So, there was actually a very... So, uh, if you didn't hear what I said before, actually, Chuck Grassley um, said that... Uh, he was the former attorney general, right? That that's when he was. He was um, the attorney general under uh, George H. W. Bush, who, of course, we recently covered um, his death. But he actually did an interview in 1992, um, and he quoted. He was quoted as saying he was actually he did the interview with Larry King back in those days, and he. Um, who's quoted as saying, the Attorney General has an obligation to uphold the law, to enforce the law with all respect to all persons. No one is above the law. And that is exactly what he said. That was the big thing that kind of made William Barr famous uh, alongside with this interview with Larry King on June 25th of 1992. doing something wrong. Who investigates the person who chose the Attorney General? How do you view that if that occurs? Well, right now, there's a statute to deal with that, and that's the independent counsel statute. Do you favor that statute? Uh, not in its present form. I think that it, uh, it uh, lends itself to abuse because there are not proper controls in it, and there's no provision for accountability. Uh, so I don't, uh, I don't uh, support it in its present but form. But we do need something in case someone the attorney general is representing has a problem. Well, I think there was a mechanism in place beforehand which permitted special counsels, but special counsels that were accountable to somebody. But basically, uh, Larry, the Attorney General has an obligation to uphold the law, to enforce the law with respect to all persons. No one's above the law. And so, to that extent, the Attorney General has that responsibility. Uh, and that's General basically the meat of the interview there. Um, and that was actually on the CNN uh, a long time ago, June 25th, 1992. So, very interesting there, very interesting perspective, especially commenting that long ago on kind of what's happening now. Um, so, you know, that's what's happening in the world of politics and political news. Uh, there's actually not that much more to cover. Let's talk about, uh, Kellyanne Conway's husband, how she is trolling everyone. And, you know, now I'm just realizing that I forgot to play the swoosh sound effects, uh, in the middle and, and, and when I switch in between, uh, my topics. So we'll have to play it now kind of to make up, or perhaps we can play it six times in a row or and now it seems kind of redundantly unnecessary, but we will play it now to make up for some of my mistakes. All right, let's take a look at Kellyanne Conway. This is interesting, kind of like a funny little thing I wanted to talk uh, talk about here. Kellyanne Conway's uh, husband, George Conway, who is a distinguished lawyer, uh, has made has responded uh, to a series of well, uh, over time, he's re he responded to a series of President Donald Trump's tweets. Uh, but what's interesting is about this recent um, this recent. Uh, tweet that he just uh, tweeted out um, here, if I can find it. For some reason, I cannot find it, but I will be able to find it uh, very soon. I do not like to stall, but I know uh, that I will be able to find it. So, uh, if you don't know, his actual his Twitter is at uh, gtconway3d, if you want to go ahead and uh, take a look at um, what his tweet 
or what his Twitter actually is. He has a series of tweets. He actually had one that says, um, where is it? Uh, President, I'm not a crook. And then he called, he retweeted that and said, uh, what's old is new again, uh, where, consul- or where Trump is kind of constantly saying uh, that he is not a crook, he's not this, he's not that, but uh, perhaps that is not the case. Um, I cannot find this exact tweet here, and I'm looking, I'm scrambling to look at this, um, because I want to see um, where it is. I apologize for this, because if I can't find it in the next second, I had it pulled up here, but then I changed my tab so, uh, let's see, hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, <laughs> I have to find this, maybe I'll cut this out, oh, here it is, I found it, I found it, okay, <laughs> so, uh, Trump tweeted out a thing that said, totally clears the president, thank you, and then George Conway responded by saying, except for that little part where the U.S. Attorney's Office says that you directed and coordinated with Cohen to, to commit two felonies, other than that, totally scot-free. That is called a hardcore troll in political office with no direct relevance or relation to you or anyone else around you, and I thought he did that beautifully. I apologize for how long it took me to get that up there, but I finally found it, and I did not want to misquote him. That was, again, at 4.15 on December 7th, 2018, so yesterday, uh, which, you know, no outdated news here, so very, very interesting there uh, about Kellyanne Conway. Uh, and his, her husband now getting into the political game. I mean, he's kind of made pointless commentary over the past couple of years with Trump being in office that was mostly satire and funny, but now he's, uh, you know, that was kind of funny too, but th- that was kind of a direct insult uh, on President Trump. He frequently makes insults uh, about President Trump, or seemingly insults. Maybe they're not actually insults, but it's kind of funny to see that there is a difference between both of them. Uh, it looks like I'm going to have to go. We're ending this episode a little bit early just because I have to get out of here, and I apologize for this. I won't do this again, but uh, it is uh, 3.37 uh, p.m. on the Dory Podcast, Saturday, December 8th, 2018. You know, if you want to get the latest news in your inbox every single Monday morning at 4 or 5 a.m., depending on when I release it, uh, sign up for the newsletter at j-story.com slash newsletter. Uh, next episode, or the coming episodes, we actually might have a sponsor or an affiliate person that will be affiliated with the show to say it in the um, language that I'm supposed to use. This music comes from VNCM. If you want to check them out, I'll have the link in the description. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It's Saturday, December 8th, 2018.